You are looking live at the fifth year podcast with Parker Biggs, Zach Ruley, and Clint Maxey. Ladies and gentlemen, can you believe it? These guys are the best with this podcast. Don't even think of making a wager on this upcoming season without checking in with Parker, Zach, and Clint. Take it away, guys. Welcome back to the Fifth Year Podcast. As always, we've got Clint Maxey, Zach Ruley, and Parker Biggs here. We have got a big episode ahead uh, with the regular season of college football uh, all wrapped up now. Playoff is set, so we're going to dig into the matchups a little bit. Uh, we're also going to recap last weekend's conference championships, uh, highlight some of the intriguing non-playoff matchups, talk Heisman Trophy presentation, transfer portal coaching carousel. So we have got a lot to get into um, after months and months of talking about the playoffs. It's finally here. So we have number one, Georgia, facing uh, number four, Ohio State in the Peach Bowl. And we've got number two, Michigan, against number three, TCU in the Fiesta Bowl. Zach, what are your uh, your initial thoughts on these matchups? Um. Ohio State kind of got, or I feel like Georgia kind of got the raw end of the deal, having to play like the the two Big Ten schools. Yeah, if they if they win, that seems unfair. And arguably, you know, they're opening up against Ohio State. I mean, on paper, the second most talented team in the country, probably. Yeah, even um, like losing Smith and Jigba, like literally does nothing for them because he was already gone anyways, or he hasn't played much at all, but. Uh, kind of sucks for Georgia, who is the best team in the country. I did think it was the four most deserving teams. I really thought they were going to try and screw TCU over, um, and slide Alabama in there, especially with Saban on the campaign trail. That um, was that was lasting. that was so sad. Um, like, yeah, he's like, well, we lost so. by a point in each of these on the last play. It's like, well, you lost, coach. And I like Nick Saban, so um, that was tough. To, that was tough to watch, but yeah, I I I think they're the best four teams. I. Anybody who thought TCU should have been out now is, T- is there a chance TCU gets run out of the building? Yeah, but at the same time, there's also a chance Ohio State weren't they a four seed with Zeke Elliott when mm-hmm. they won? Um, they beat um, Alabama. Alabama and Oregon to win yeah. the national championship as a four seed, so it can happen. Like these matchups could be nothing, but also, does part of you feel like the committee maybe was setting up a Ohio State Michigan final because that's like. I mean that that's that like might break some sort of viewer yeah like that might break some sort of viewership record for them so yeah I mean they had the opportunity to match them up um, right round one that. but I'm with you I think they I think they made the right decision I think the order is correct I mean it was pretty easy I mean Bama had in my opinion no real argument to get in over Ohio State I mean their best win to me Ohio number. State doesn't really have much of an argument right either, though, other it just one they're loss, the last team there was like, yeah exactly yeah. I mean, they're riding the fact that they only have one loss to another playoff team. And, and they have a win over Penn State, which I guess is a, a, a solid win. But, um, yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I didn't uh, – I mean, I would argue Tennessee uh, – I don't get why Alabama is ranked ahead of Tennessee. Tennessee's beaten Bama and LSU, like the, the two top 16 teams. Ohio State has zero top – they have, what, their best wins over number 20 Texas. So that's from what – they barely, and they beat, barely beat and they barely beat Texas. Yeah, they barely beat Texas. They barely beat AM. They barely beat Ole Miss. So I mean, that's not a playoff team. It was funny that and I think Saban's main argument on the, 
when they interviewed him on Fox was, well, who would be favored in Vegas? Which is hilarious to hear him say that. He's not wrong though. Probably. No, he's not. They, 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 would, they would be, be favored, favored over everyone except for everybody Georgia. but Georgia. Yeah. Ah, Michigan yeah. would be an interesting line. I think they, I think like Michigan would be favored. I, mean, I think Michigan would be favored over them. Yeah. Um, and Ohio State, because Bama. I mean, they're just kind of sucks not. for Bama. Like they're wasting. Bryce Young's arguably better than like Tua was, and it's just like rotting because their defense is so poor. Yeah. But. Yeah. Um. Now and they'll have and they'll they'll probably lose to Kansas State. It'll be one of those deals where like K State's going to get up for that game and Alabama won't because it doesn't mean anything to those players. And quick call back to the Ohio State four seed winning man. I don't know how often it'll happen, but those years that like a nine seed makes a run and like is a tight the title game will be oh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, if it could definitely happen. Will... I mean, think about the non-conference champ like for Ohio, or like Alabama for example. If they're a non-conference champ. I don't know how the seating will work with the conference champ and stuff like that, but I would like I to mean, think it's just top four or top five. Like all the conference champs are top five. The P six is like six at it's, large. Well, we should, well, I think we should talk about this. I didn't have it like on our, our outline, but last week, I mean, it was finally confirmed that 2024 is going to be the year for the expanded playoffs. So, um, so the yeah, Rose no, Bowl was holding out. That was the issue is the Rose Bowl wouldn't agree to it. It had to do with uh, the Rose Bowl willing their willingness to play the game um on a non new year's day like you know if they're hosting oh, yeah, a playoff yeah. game um you know they're not going to host the you know if, if they're i'm not sure what the what the dates will look like for when they're when the 12 team playoff how it's uh, laid out but um there will be times when you know they're, they're hosting a semifinal or they're hosting a quarterfinal and that's not going to fall on new year's day so uh, I think that's kind of what it came down to, and I guess they agreed to that. Um, I mean, I would Pretty assume pretentious from yeah, no, it, Rose Bowl. it's typical Rose Bowl. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I it's going to be top four Power Five conference champions will get the the four buys. So, like for example, that Big Twelve championship game would have been huge because uh, TCU would not even even though they're a top four team ranked team, they would not be given a buy in the twelve team playoff because they didn't win the conference. And then another example was I saw if this year we had the 12 team playoff, Utah would have gotten the four seed because um, Georgia, Michigan, um, and uh, uh, Georgia, Michigan, and who would be the four? It'd be, I guess, Georgia, Michigan, Clemson, and and Utah would be given the four buys. if we were looking at a 12 team playoff this year, um, so the conference championships will be big. Um, are you, do you guys think 12, 12 is the right number? I know this is, we've known that this is going to be the number for a while, but um, I have mixed um, thoughts on the expanded playoff. Yes and no. I like the idea of more football. And as a school who doesn't, who has never made the playoff and needs all the help they can get, I like the idea of 12 in that regard. My, who I like it for in general. I like it from a fan perspective because yeah, more football is always a good thing. My two qualms with it are one, and this is an argument a lot of people make, and I know some people disagree with it. College football has by far the best regular season because you have no room for error when it comes to losses. Yeah. Now, like if you look back at that, like Bama LSU game, which was now an you can get thriller, yeah. that yeah. game doesn't matter. Bama's still in three. You can lose three, two, three games, be fine. So it takes away, you know, some of those moments, some of those huge wins. Um, 
And then secondly, I still think it's going to be the same three or four teams every single year playing for national. Yeah, yeah, ultimately, yeah. yeah but at the off chance, like Clint was saying, you get like a nine seed or a ten seed. Yeah, I mean, heaven forbid the twelve gets in. Like, but you say that, Parker. But like this year, I don't know this week. Right, exactly. You you yeah. have those Bamas and ones that aren't the conference champ, maybe two or three losses SEC team that you do not want to play as a two seed or whatever. But it's still Bama, and it's still a team that's always, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Th- that I feel like, and maybe we'll be wrong, and maybe there will be, maybe, you know, uh, Cincinnati or someone like that will, will, will make a run. But in general, I imagine the lower seeds that will make a run is a team like a Bama or a team like a Georgia or an Ohio State just on a down year. They have the talent, and they're figuring it out late in the year. Um, we also but, just have to realize that there's just nothing that can compare to a March Madness. Those Cinderella stories are like – right football that just doesn't happen right no college basketball is like is good at this is not to get go off on a tangent or anything but college basketball's postseason is like flawed the best team rarely ever wins right like whereas nba that's true the the best team in the nba always wins yep Mm -hmm. i say always 99 percent of the time the nba champion is the best team that year that's why it's so fun though four out of seven games for four rounds right um, but college basketball, you just have to get lucky and play better for uh, sixty minutes or forty minutes one night, yeah. and you're you're moving on. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see once uh, once that that happens. How what the you know how long it takes to have the first first big upset of the expanded playoffs. But um, it is definitely significant news. Let's get back into some of the matchups from last weekend. So, do you think there would have been a Say USC on Friday barely loses to to Utah and they don't get blown out like they did. Do you think they would have stayed in top four over Ohio State? No, at that point, no. I feel like their minds were kind of made up, but they got pumped. Yeah, I mean, they Um, made it easy for them. They dropped them to 10. Yeah. uh, Oh, I didn't see that. That was, I'm sure you guys are jumping for joy after that one. That was, I mean, I was. I bet on USC, but I mean, it was the old. Zach really emotional hedge. Yeah, it's yeah. just like, well, I'm either going to be pissed they are in the national championship. Caleb's still going to win the Heisman, I would yeah. think, uh, this Saturday or whenever it is. But, man, that was – Lincoln Riley's going to have to fire Alex Grinch. I don't think that'll happen. Like, they're buddies. I, I, I guess they're, like, off-the-field buddies, too. Yeah, them and Clark Stroud have their little circle jerks. So – I mean, they were top five in the country in turnovers this year, maybe even number one still. But like, turnover, we talked about it. Turnovers are pretty lucky. Right. Like, that can't be your calling card is turnovers. OSU's D coordinator, Bill Young, rest in peace. His big thing was turnovers, but it's like, that just means your guys had the ball land in their lap a couple of times a game. Yeah. Well, and the, I saw they finished the season ranked their defense 119th out of 100, they out of 131. Just didn't even tackle, man. Like I was texting my buddies during the game. I'm like, they're not even tackling these guys right now. <laughs> the, the USC fans are have nightmares about Utah tight ends, just like OU fans oh said about, about Iowa State tight ends. It yeah. was just like the wrap ups were pathetic. Yeah, we joke big... about it, but it is comical how identical the defenses are. It is. Exactly, which of course, same defensive coordinator, but usually looks a little different, different players, stuff like that. It is exactly the same. But no, it's it's yeah. ident- this Carbon team, this USC team reminds me exactly of the 2018 OU team that lost to exactly, Bama yep. in the playoffs. If Lincoln was still at OU with Caleb and Grinch, it would have been you guys would have been. We would have been I don't know. If, yeah, it would have been you. Maybe Either in the play, maybe in the playoff, 
two weeks later or two and a half weeks later in or the Big 12 title game. But more than likely, that would have been you. I'm, I would really like to know how serious Caleb Williams' injury is. It seems like he might not play against that. That They're like a one or two point favorite opening against Tulane. Do they not think Williams is going to play? I guess. I mean, cause... I don't know. Maybe some opt outs too. I don't, I really have no idea, but that is a weird line. Yeah. Early line. It's definitely um, a weird good. time with the transfer portal because OU defensive linemen are a few are transferring and it's that those weeks leading up to the bowl games where people are going places. And I wonder when a team gets so screwed that their entire position group would leave or like half of them where they can't even play the bowl game. Well, I think you just did like, did you, did you, did you just say something about OU's deep into line? Yeah, We're on like yeah. three defensive tackles or something right. for the bowl game. Um, Yeah. The transfer portal, I mean, is wild. We'll talk about it. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, get, we'll get into that. Um, yeah, so, yeah, the, the USC game, I mean, same deal from them. Um, Utah gave them fits, another big game from, from Cam Rising. Back-to-back Pac-12 uh, championships for Utah. So, um, you know, they had a high that expectation That was a job of year. trolling by their, their media uh-huh. team with the back-to-back. Caleb it was awesome. he painted his fingernails. He said, fuck Utah. Um, they photoshopped back to back on his fingernails. After I can't believe it. I mean, why does he do that? Like, yeah, I, I mean, first of all, why does he paint his fingernails? He kind of, he kind of gives me like he's incredibly talented. Like, probably the most talented QB since we've seen since Mahomes in college. Like similar attributes, like rocket arm, can throw it from any angle. Blah blah blah. He's got like some Kyler Murray like baby, sure. baby boy issues. Like he's oh, yeah. always gotten what he's wanted and like. Doesn't That's seem a good like comparison. the best teammate in the world. What he like, who he reminded me of. He does have those same similarities. And like Lincoln, definitely just like lets it slide more than likely because Absolutely. he's really freaking good, and that's Lincoln's guy. But it's it's though they don't look apparent, but you can kind of get the same vibe. That you go yeah, he he doesn't have the best body language. No, when things terrible, are not going well. Terrible body language. Yeah. Um. All right, let's talk. Talk a little bit about the Big 12 championship game. Uh, I mean, TCU did. I mean, they got down. They were down 28-17 in the fourth. Um, I mean, showed a lot of fight. Took it to overtime. Man, two years in a row, though, comes down to the inch yard line. They just bailed us out. Do a QB sneak. They bailed us out. We needed I mean, that D- Max Duggan is a big physical guy that can well, – I mean, he, he would have like, gotten, he he gotten like, in. He was, like, deceased. Yeah, dude, he was – he was he was uh, gassed on the sideline. That guy yeah, was just like gasping for air, like couldn't move. Um, yeah, it was a hell of a game. But I'm glad somebody um, gave Desmond Jackson a little. Uh, uh, maybe he goes to sleep a little easier now that a second team couldn't score from the inch. But I'm yeah. shocked they didn't QB sneak it. There wasn't a whole lot of creativity. It's the same thing that happened with OSU last year in that same situation. It was just kind of like, all right, well, we're gonna run a dive play. T- twice in a row and see what happens i'm happy yeah. for k-state though me too not really but i'm not actually but i'm i'm happy that tcu didn't go undefeated but also still got in the playoff k-state um and i'm not talking about fans i'm just talking about like their team as a whole is very easy to root for the fans are very nice too yeah i mean they're they're, they're, they're just not quite as, they don't seem as hostile as some, i mean they're just good old-fashioned midwestern they're not assholes. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I, I have no problem with them winning. I think it was their third Big 12 title. Um, I mean, Kleiman is clearly the – was the right Colin, guy for the job. I mean, he's just – Colin Klein called a hell of a oh game, too. Oh, see, He was dialed in. Yeah. Optim, Optimus Klein. 
Uh, he if, knows what he's doing. If they can hold on to him, you got to – if they can hold on to him – until Kleiman retires, and I was about to say, well, I mean, obviously we know his we know his dream job is yeah. is the one. That, maybe go let him coach somewhere else, and then bring him back. Yeah. Um, are there he, any other Big Twelve quarterbacks of our era that are doing well as an OC right now? Graham Harrell. Yeah, he's Graham at West Harrell. Virginia. He's well, I mean, I guess WV. He's a he's a good offense. Was better. Yeah, their he's offense a good. was better this year. Um, Colt McCoy still plays professionally, actually. Uh, well, Zach Robinson's the quarterback coach for the Rams. He'll be an OC mm. in the NFL probably within the next two years. I don't really. I can't think of anyone else. What's Sam Bradford doing? Playing golf? Playing golf, chilling in Oklahoma City. Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good golfer. So, does he live in Oklahoma City? Yeah. Interesting. I never knew that. I, I don't know any other guys. Dude, that guy I mean, stays under the radar. Yeah, yeah he does. I, I, he, he's I never seen any OU stuff. He doesn't go to OU. He went to some like the first time I think last summer. He went to some OU recruiting event where they had a bunch of former players back, and he went to that. And that was the first time anyone apparently had seen him on campus at OU in several years. He didn't go to games or anything. Interesting. Um, yeah, K State did it without Malik Knowles too. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, catch is, forty who's yards and got other uh, Brooks or Phil Brooks? Yeah, he, he had a good game. Six for forty-eight. Uh, Deuce. Did Deuce Vaughn stuff again. Yeah. Why, good my it, thing with K-State is, like, why do they want Martinez to play at this point? Like, they keep on saying they're trying to get Martinez back in there. It's like, why? Right. Who's – I mean, I I, I don't think one, one quarterback is necessarily much better than the other, but just keep rolling with Howard. I mean, it's working. So Yeah, exactly. Um, Another big game for Quentin Johnson, four catches, 139 yards. That is an NFL receiver right there. Um, He's a free. He looks very much the part. So, um, but good for TCU. You know, they, I know it was an emotional dugging after the game, um, but I don't think there's ever really any doubt that they would actually get, get left out. Um, banner season for them, though. Um, and definitely, you know, as OU and Texas get ready to exit, I mean, I think TCU's got a, an oh, opportunity. Big, to, Big 12 viewership uh, was. Higher really than the ACC and the Pac-12 combined. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was just below the SEC and, and Big Ten too. Like, yeah, I think it was, like it was over like, nine million. I think it was like seven hundred, six hundred thousand people away from being where the SEC and Big Ten were. Yeah, so really not that bad as as people make it. Uh, out right. To be. No, that's what I mean. The, and I forget what his name is. Uh, Wilner, the Pac-12 homer that writes for the Fresno paper, is always tweeting stuff. He's always removing. It's like, well, if you remove OU and Texas from Big 12 numbers, well, that's the case when OU is winning that when you know when OU is going going out and winning the Big 12. When you have other good teams that are complete competing for playoff spots, I mean they're they're gonna get it'd also be interesting too. to see Pac 12 without USC, USA, or yeah. Oregon or yeah. or Big Ten without Michigan or Ohio State. You could say that so about every single conference. <laughs> it's 100%. a flawed argument. Um, yeah, no, that's that's huge for the Big 12. Um all right, let's talk uh, uh, the SEC title game. That was I kind didn't... of a weird game. Um, I mean, Georgia's offense was pretty much unstoppable. They, I think, averaged six or seven yards per carry on the ground. Bennett with a very easy 274 yards, um, I think, in about three quarters three uh, quarters of play. Brock Bowers, another big game. But LSU 
Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, between the two of them, threw for over 500 yards combined. So Yeah, they kind of carved. If you're Ohio State, uh, that Georgia pass defense has been good all year, but, you know, that's got to give some hope to, you know, Ohio State and potentially Michigan or TCU if they have to face the Georgia defense in the playoffs. Um, I mean, they got they got torched. Um, is, is there any chance Stetson wins the Heisman after that performance? Four I don't think you do. I, don't, I think it would have taken a lot more than that. I think it would. I think it would have taken because, like I think we talked about last week, I put the ten dollars bet on at a hundred to one last week on him to win it all. But I think it was going to take a, even a bigger game and a more of a collapse from Williams. Yeah, I mean yep, Williams fair. still had almost four hundred yards of total offense. Game was a blowout though. LSU, I thought they'd play him a little tougher than that. Yeah, well, that LSU had a chance to cover late and they kind of blew it. But I figured they'd play a little better. While I mean, I kind of want to talk about Heisman right now before we even get into some of these other games. I mean, the other games were pretty irrelevant too. Caleb Williams is minus two thousand to win. So Max Duggan is plus two thousand. C.J. Stroud is shouldn't even be in New York. Plus four thousand. I missed where did I think I think uh, we were. Two, I think it was two thousand on Stetson as well. I didn't put him on there for some reason. Um, but I mean. Is this the most boring? Like none of these guys. I mean, Caleb Williams is deserving because that's a, not a very good football team that he completely carried. So I'm, if when when he wins it, it's, it's a shame we didn't have like a, a somebody. Heisman. We didn't have somebody like a Tyron Matthew or a Manti Teo this year. Yeah, because like a defensive player easily could have won it this year. Well, I say yeah. easily, but a defensive player, this was their their chance. I and I would say I think Quorum should have made it, but then after watching how Donovan um, or Donovan. Uh, What's Michigan turning back? Uh, oh, Donovan Edwards. Watching Donovan Edwards yeah, like, run yeah, for like 200 yards a game behind that offensive line. Um, Quorum's awesome. One of the better running backs in the country. But um, that offensive line is a big reason for that success they have on the ground. Um, yeah, what's your projected order? If, what, if you're guessing, projected order finish uh, for the Heisman on Saturday. Williams. Bennett. Um, Duggan would be my three. Stroud. Well, I, I think I think, think Duggan, Duggan should be really. Yeah. After he cried, I just think um, it's hard looking like. And to someone, I have a future on Bennett. I think he's like a solid quarterback. But then you go, just you know, if someone's you know finishing out their Heisman ballot, then they go, let's go double check uh, Stetson Bennett's stats. And you, he's only you look at it, and it's not. You know, he's thrown for 20 touchdowns and six interceptions. It just doesn't stand out. And I know he's probably better than the stats indicate because he pretty much doesn't ever play in the fourth quarter. So he's played a quarter less football throughout the season compared to everyone else. But, um, yeah, I just don't think his stat he, his stats stick out enough for him to really um, have a chance to finish at the top. But maybe maybe I'm wrong. Um I listened to this. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman in 2016. Stetson Bennett's a Heisman finalist in 2022, and they're both born in 1997. That's insane. Yeah, I think Stetson Bennett, I guess, is an R. Clint, the same grade as me and you. Also, I've seen a lot of stuff that they're like, well, Stetson Bennett thinks he's so good, 25-year-old going against 18, 19-year-olds. I think that's the stupidest thing ever. He's still a college player. Like, he's playing... Yeah, they might be four or five years younger, but their talent coaching isn't. They're not just these. And it'd be different football. if he was a linebacker off the lineman where it's right. all about physicality. Yeah. You know, he's a quarterback. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was dumb that I saw a lot. 
really impressive though. Former walk on, now Heisman finalist, yeah. chance, chance to win two, two, net, two net. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he'll go down as a legend. Aaron Murray uh, called him the not Aaron Murray, the well, cool Georgia think, quarterback. Yeah, isn't it Aaron's Murray? Aaron Murray's Aaron Murray. player. Yeah, okay. Andy, no, Andy Murray. Yeah, player. I always get those two confused. But he um, called him the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. So, I mean, you could make a – I mean, I mean, if you win the second national title, I don't know if there's any da- doubt about that. Oh, Murray said it's already decided. Well, Matt, I mean, the I, they do have Matt Shepard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, quickly, Michigan, Purdue. Purdue looked like they might hang around there for a while. Michigan – Really separated in the second half. Another huge game for Edwards. 25 carries, 185 yards. Uh, Charlie Jones from Purdue was really freaking good. 13 catches, 162 yards. So he transferred from Iowa. So I just wanted to see what his numbers were at Iowa. So this year, Purdue, he finished with 11 reception. Or Sorry, I think 113. I missed that number there. 113 receptions, uh, over 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. In his three seasons at Iowa combined, he had 39 receptions, 718 yards, and six touchdowns. Um, that's wild. So that's why it's so confusing to me why someone like uh, – uh, what's his name is tra- from Michigan is transferring to Iowa. Yeah. Um, what's, what's the quarterback? Uh, Kit McNamara. Kit McNamara. Yes. Why would he – why would any quarterback, while Brian Ferentz is still the offensive <laughs> coordinator, even consider going and playing that offense? Dude, he could have gone and played anywhere. Dude, I think, I, I don't know. I, I think you might be scared. Like, this he's will an easy opportunity. give me a little ceiling. You know, it's uh, you want to know what's wild. Iowa actually puts like a decent amount of backup quarterbacks into the NFL. Uh, yeah. The, uh, what's the guy that was playing in San Francisco for a while? CJ uh, Bethard. Bethard. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. Speaking of 49ers, I got a shout out. Um, Brock Purdy. Yeah. Like, who would have thought after his last game in the Cheez-It Bowl, disappointing year with Iowa State last year, their best quarterback of all time, arguably, I would, I would think most Iowa State fans say that. He's had to st- – I hope they, they ride him to the postseason. They didn't go get Baker. Yeah. Uh, apparently, everybody in the locker room calls him Big Cock Brock. I saw that. <laughs> and there was a story of they all – everybody just kept on saying he had big, huge balls. So, like, I actually hope he – Goes and does well. I like Brock Purdy. He looks yeah. so ready. Yeah, he too. did. He just looked caught. Con- That's what they're saying. They're like, yeah, he's got big. Kyle Shanahan after the game was like, yeah, he's got huge balls. <laughs> Watch. <laughs> I mean, he, as great as Campbell is, I mean, as good of a coach as I think he is, it's easier to win some games and have, you know, at a higher clip than they ever have when you have Brees Hall and Brock Purdy. And I think. Yeah, you know, the further away Xavier from Hutchinson's that, is going to get yeah. drafted too. Like they had skill. Mm. Dude, Hutchinson, think about Hutchinson's a Bolitnikov finalist. Yeah, from he's really good being in a that offense, and he's still a Bolitnikov finalist. Yeah, um, yeah, he had nobody throwing him the ball. Yeah, this year. yeah, it's crazy. Um, but Purdy also interesting stat. He if he starts Sunday, which all signs say he will, he'll be the first Mister Irrelevant to ever start a game at quarterback. Wow, yeah, man, he's got to start. Right? Yeah. Baker, though, did get claimed by the uh, by the uh, Rams. He's one step, and they were the only team to claim him. So that tells me he's one step closer to uh, Air Comfort Solutions here in in Oklahoma. I wonder if they claimed him to not allow the Niners to get him. Quite Same possible. Division. Yeah, 
I mean, if I mean, I love Baker, and I feel like horrible saying this, but the Niners, I don't I mean, after the way Purdy looked, maybe it was a one hit wonder. <laughs> I, wasn't ready for I him, know what you're about to say, but why would you, yeah, waste, waste going to get a client? I'm, yeah, I'm the exact time. same way. I, I've definitely become. That especially when his his antics are a little much sometimes. Now, when you're not playing good and you're doing that stuff, it's kind of like, all right, buddy. You know what was really weird? Did you guys hear this? Is probably a month ago at this point, while he was already back up at Carolina, when he was like headbutting guys. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that stuff's only like so. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I know. I. I. I wonder if I'm interested to see if the Rams will. You know, if this is their dish, want them to finish out the year, or if they'll end up being Stafford's backup. Yeah, next year. Backup life's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, L.A. I'm sure Baker would love it there. Yeah, he, yeah if he wants, to, if he wants to remain in the NFL, assuming he doesn't get another opportunity to start, he just got to chill a little bit. You know, just 100%. easily talented enough to be an NFL backup, but he, I'm sure, is a bit polarizing in the locker room. So I think he can um, have as long of a backup career as you can have. Baker is as good of a safety blanket as you can get. Yeah, just from on the field. Right. Um, and maybe McVay can revitalize his career. Yeah. But who knows? Um, all right. Really quickly, I did want to touch on a couple other conference titles that didn't have playoff implications. Um, one, the ACC. And how did it take – I mean, clearly, Klubnik should have been the guy the whole year for Clemson because yeah, one, they, I mean, I, that offense I, looked unlike it had a, the whole season. I had a round robin with North Carolina in it. I actually felt really good until I saw Klubnik trot out there, and then he scored immediately. I was like, yeah, it's cooked. They're not winning this game. So that kind of hurt. But, yeah, that seems like a bad – well, they told DJ Cade starting the bowl game, and that's when DJ was like, all right, see ya. Went in the portal. So and I, I don't do, know how it took him that long to make I do decision. wonder why – I mean, if you're going to go the whole season pretty much with DJ anyway – um. I guess, I mean, winning a, a conference title is a big deal, but why not just ride we'll out start DJ oh, yeah. the rest of the year? You That, that way you, he stays on, on the roster heading in. Maybe he would transfer anyway. But that way you give yourself a chance at keeping both those quarterbacks. Um, I don't really thing. get why. I mean, Would you all take him at OU if Gabriel DJ? left? No. I mean, it's a backup. Man. I don't think he's better than Dylan Gabriel. He's he seems like yeah, he seems the exact same as Dylan Gabriel. He's gonna not make, only he's, he's I gonna, think he's worse. I think he's, I think he's worse. Yeah. You think, think Jackson Arnold starts next year? Not to start the season, maybe by the middle of the year. I don't know. I it just depends on how things are going, Gabriel. Is like is so Gabriel, is he for sure is the silence mean he's for sure coming back? Because nowadays you can't assume anything with the portal. I think he's coming. I, I've seen on Twitter he's been liking OU stuff and following players that OU's targeting in the portal. So I would I, I think I would that's assume good. he's coming back. Yeah. Got it. Um yeah, but I, I would rather I think I'd rather have Dylan Gabriel over I think I would take him over DJ. Um Klubnik will be an interesting bet for the Heisman next year though. Not to jump I right bet back, he'll be like a top five uh, or six favorite. He'll 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 be up there in the preseason odds. He's very, very Especially, good. Especially he has a real opportunity to get the big bowl uh bump too. Yep. And he probably will. They, they'll have a chance to be really, really good. If, if he's as good as he looks like he could be, um, they might that might be just the missing piece for them. Yeah. Um, also, shout out to Tulane. First yep. conference title since 1998. 
Um, really a pretty dominant win over UCF. I think they lost the turnover battle by a couple. And still it should have been 17. worse. Yeah, yeah, it should have been worse. They should have beaten the brakes off. Of. 648 yards of offense. Killed them. Averaged 8.2 yards per carry. Their running back, Spears, Ty J. Spears, who was the conference player of the year, finished with 199 yards on 22 carries. Uh, Michael Pratt, their quarterback, went 20 for 33, 394, four touchdowns, plus 48 rush yards and another touchdown. Uh, two hundred yard receivers. The receivers averaged twenty yards per reception. I mean, it was just a pretty um, don- dominant performance and team that seemed to be getting better and better as the year goes on. So the AAC and and with that win, um, they locked up you know the, the Cotton Bowl spot against USC. And so the AAC has now claimed seven of the nine Group of Five New Year Six bowls since the uh, the playoff era began. So um, really, really big win for for Tulane arguably I know they had, I think an, an undefeated season in 1998, but I mean, this season's right up there with it, you know, as their competition's tougher than it was in the conference USA then. So uh banner year for Tulane. Uh, they had a really good crowd too on Saturday, which is good to see because I've gone to a game this year and uh, the, the locals don't really support Tulane. So uh, that, that was good to see. Um, All right. Any other thoughts on conference championship games? Mm-mm. All right, let's uh, let's talk bowl games. Uh, I know they don't really have the the appeal that they used to with the transfer portal, with um, you know, all the eyes in the playoffs. But there's still some some interesting matchups. Um, first, let's let's talk the New Year's Six bowl games. Uh, so you get uh, number six Tennessee and number seven Clemson in the Orange Bowl, uh, number nine Kansas State and number five Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Number 16, Tulane, and number 10, USC in the Cotton Bowl, and number 11, Penn State, versus number 8, Utah in the Rose Bowl. Which one of those games do you think has the chance to be, to be the best? Because, it's kind of, I mean, we won't really know until we know what the full opt-out situation is in all those games. I'm going to say Penn State, Utah. That'll be my most – well, Rose Bowl is always just fun to watch anyways, but yeah, I think that'll end up being the best game, not counting the semifinals. I think of the semifinal games, Ohio State, Georgia will be the yeah. best. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you there. Tennessee, Clemson, I know Tennessee's not going to have Hendon Hooker. And if they did, I think that would have a chance to be a really, really – Where should he have finished, by the way? Should I he think he any... should have fin- – and they had a strap. 100%. He was the best I, player in the country until he got hurt. I think you could make – I think you could make an argument he could. He should have finished like second or third. But Yep. Um. I, yeah, I'm excited about that game. K-State, Bama. Um, you know, if K-State pretty... ends up winning that one – we're going to get the the typical Bama banter of oh we don't care not not competing for a national title afterwards um, yeah but I'll plan I'm going to plan on going to that one so that'll be a pretty fun one you got to cheer for the Wildcats so oh yeah no doubt no doubt about that any other bowl games besides the New Year Six well um, the guaranteed rate bowl and the Cheez It Bowl catch my eye heck yeah well, they're both are we both underdogs Florida State minus seven and a half I don't. Wisconsin minus three. Both state schools are underdogs in their bowl games. How about that? How many players is OSU going to have left? <laughs> we're we're looking low. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk more portal, or we can just jump right in. I it's, say we jump bad. right in now. It's bad. It's dire straits time. You lose Spencer Sanders, which was kind of anticipated. Uh, talking to some people, an interesting one is you lost Braylon Presley, younger brother of mm. Brennan Presley. And he basically came out with an article in the Tulsa World saying the coaches are idiots. The offensive coaches don't coach. 
Yeah. Um, wow. He said that they don't coach the running backs to the best of their abilities. And there was a player liking those tweets with the quotes and that. And it's like, like Ollie Gordon for one was liking tweets that were like posting this stuff. So it's like, okay, we're going to lose Gordon. Gordon didn't hit the portal though, did he? Or no, he, he has yet? not yet, but that's the thing. It, it was the other day was the opening day for it. Like these guys could hit in between now and, and next summer. Like they could still go. This has got to be uh, brutal for the. Well, no, they have the two. They only have till. Jan, remember the NCAA put those rules. Oh yeah, in, they changed that. They yeah, have only till like January, and then there's another period in the spring. So, so Gordon hasn't said he's staying, but signs point that way. And then like, um, Richardson Corey, left. Right, Richardson left, which is in. Why would Gordon? There's no reason Gordon. I mean, he's gonna. Gordon's good. He's gonna start back. next year. He's yeah. gonna start in the bowl game. He's gonna run. I assume pretty well. One of the linemen went in the in the portal. Another starter announced he's staying, which will be pivotal, but. Um, Colin Oliver and Kendall Daniels, who were Kendall's Big 12 defensive freshman of the year. It was they needed those. They actually came out and said they're staying. There was no room for debate on those. So those were two big keeps. But for all the talk about Gundy saying he doesn't like the portal, maybe he's I hope he's just messing around at this point because he went out and got Justin Wright, a linebacker from Tulsa. Um, he also offered Anthony Goodlow, who was a starting D D lineman at TU. Like they're offering people. So for him to say he doesn't like like the portal is probably true, but to say he doesn't use it is, is BS because they've offered a decent amount of kids so far, but they're losing a lot. And I, I think, oh, you, you guys were, I see the D linemen leaving uh, just about every day. Yeah. Fortunately for us, there have been really no con- actual, tr- well, Theo Weiss is the one true con- OU contributor that took the portal. Yeah, right. Um, which that's a loss, but I, that's, Skill position receivers are a position you can reload at exactly. easily. One hundred percent. There's so many 100%. good wide receivers out there. Um, lot outside of that, I mean, they lost. Uh, Nick Evers was a little bit of a. He was a four star last year, freshman this year. Yeah, for depth that that hurts. And then also, uh, what's his name? Uh, Joshua Ellison is the only defensive true contributor that's hit the portal so far. This so is a little bit of a surprise today. What's you guys' biggest want from OU in the portal? Defense alignment. D-line. And yeah. wide receivers, I would say. Yeah. I think that's Which the that's... thing Go ahead, just of Venable's uh, scheme. It's just those defensive linemen, those Clemson defensive linemen where they can they get pressure freaks. every – Yeah. That's just – golly, you need those. Especially when you're rushing three, you got to have those guys who can beat double teams and all that sorts of stuff. I have a question about the transfer portal. Why don't they just push back the date to go into the transfer portal till after the bowl games? It just seems stupid to do it in the middle of a year. Yeah, it's a bowl game, but it's still – you haven't finished the season yet. Right. The semester's over, The though. semester, that's why. Mm. They, got, they have to enroll. So you could school. go enroll into your next Not school by, the end, of, by yeah. the end of December if you really wanted to. So I'm looking at OU – so OU so far has out of the known offers for out of the portal. They've offered one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, not ten guys so far in the portal. Four of them are wide receivers. Um, so clearly that's the spot they're looking at. Two are defensive linemen. Um, I do think the word on the street is OU's the favorite to land. His name is. This, it's either Deshaun or Deshaun. I don't know how he pronounces it. Deshaun McCullough, the Indiana transfer. Yeah, I saw that because his little brother is a uh, high school recruit, four star yeah. right now as well. And, and he, his, his brother, I think they're both visiting OU this weekend. So um, I think OU's got a chance to, to land both those. Also, 
there's a lot of murmurs that apparently Austin Stogner is going to be returning to. I was going to bring that so up. I saw that. Very interesting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not Stogner's kind of slow, but he's oh, you need some some tight end. Oh, depth. you would take him back. Oh, no, no, he. he sure. no, no, I'm not. No, he he'd be a contributor. I, he's not a. He, he's not one of those guys though. That's a. He's not a huge difference maker. He kind of reminds the, me of uh, Braden Willis. Like he can catch the balls, but he's not going to outrun anyone. Right. It is oh, weird so, though that he like was so passionate about going to play for um, Beamer. Play for Beamer, and then. He gets Rattler to go there, and then he is the one leaving. That's yeah. weird to me. I think there's just so much of that now in the transfer portal, especially as 18, 19-year-old kid. The newness is awesome at the time, and then it just wears off, and it's where do you really want to be? And right. where do you want to really want to finish? Well, how about JT Daniels has a chance to um, play at all five? He, there's a rumor he might get a medical redshirt somehow. So he could be in school for seven years and play in every Power Five conference if he goes to a Big Ten school and then an ACC school. Gosh, yeah, That's crazy. Wait, I'm real interested to see what the market looks like for him. Yeah. What about what's so what's the word on? I I've, I know people have. There's been links with Spencer and Penn State. Are there any other any other schools? That, that was hearing? just that one just made makes sense. Like Yersich. thinking out loud because Yersich brought him to OSU and Penn State will have a need I, I, that I know of. Tennessee, I heard. I heard Hypo likes him a lot. The thing about Spencer is he'd be a great like gap year yep. quarterback because he he is capable of winning games. That's like we've we've seen that. He's also prone to playing poorly in other big games. Like somebody tweeted like his final stats at OSU and like they included total career interceptions and it was just like absurd high. I I I don't like happy to see him gone that's a little weird to me i'm not happy to see him leave but at the same time like a fresh start is probably um not gonna be the worst thing for both parties but like not having a quarterback on the roster at the current moment besides a, a true freshman is pretty intimidating so oklahoma state only has one scholarship quarterback on the roster right now well gundy i think is a scholarship but it, like you know what i mean like, yeah, is yeah. He a scholarship they lost mason cobb which was which Kind of, there are rumors about that. The A and M had basically just been like texting him and calling him during the season, and he's getting like a hundred grand to go there. The problem is OSU can't compete. Not many schools compete with A and M. Yeah. So what are the? So what would you say are the? I mean, because you know everyone's losing players. Oklahoma State though is losing like real contributors. What are the primary? Is I mean NIL is probably one of the factors. I would assume. What else? Well, I mean, like it doesn't help. I. I mean. Sounds like offensively, legitimately, the coaching staff and like the schemes and stuff like are bad. You, they just lost. They basically told the Braylon Presley kid, who is a four star, he was the best player in the state of Oklahoma last year, right? They told him when they were recruiting him, "We like you at receiver, but we're going to play you at running back too." He he's want. I knew I, somebody told me coming into school he wanted to play running back. Now it, it makes you believe they think he's like too small to play running back, maybe, which makes no sense because Juice Vaughn's two inches tall or shorter. Right. And he's really good. And everything you hear about Presley in practice was that he's he caught tackling. So, and his mom had an interesting comment too. She's like, it's one thing if the running game was good, but we weren't just like gashing people all year. So it doesn't make any sense why they wouldn't try my son back there, which is totally like very, very fair. I agree. Uh, I read the article and I agreed with. What he both what she was saying, but kind of an odd way. I don't know. Understand why? I don't know why they felt the need to like come out and not bash the brothers on the team. Word. Yeah, and and uh, the brother dates Casey Dunn's daughter. Yeah, 
that's got to be interesting uh, dynamics when he the, goes the and hangs thing, out over there. Not to keep going, but like OSU, so I want them to to find a new offensive coordinator, find a new offensive line coach. That you can't like with signing day coming up, it's kind of risky to fire your offensive coordinator. And the few commu- commits they do have right now might decide, ah, I don't want to really do that with signing day on the horizon. So you almost have to like wait till signing day, then fire the coaches, which might be kind of scummy, but it, it's a, it's actually a really tough spot wanting to make a coaching change since you have a coach who doesn't like doing them in the, in the middle of the year. But they got to sure. go get they got to go get a quarterback. Is o, are they going is OSU going to be able to? Fill all 85 scholarships next year because I'm looking at it. Yeah, losing all of these guys, and they only have 12 commits right now. Yeah, that's a that's a significant worry. They got a commit from a, a JUCO kid. I think they're having to offer a few more JUCO kids than I would like, but uh yeah, that's it's not a good it's not good right now that they're it's the that number many. it's the the worst recruiting class in the in the Big Twelve. Oh, we got passed. Yeah, Kansas is ahead of, of damn DFL. That's I'm on two four seven or twenty four seven. Let's yeah, see. that's brutal. Well, two of his four stars um, from the class of twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, excuse me. So this past class, Presley and um, it's rumored CJ Brown might be off the team. He was a four star out of Beggs, running back. They removed him from the roster this morning, and then they added him in the afternoon. They lost another offensive lineman, Tyrone Weber, who was the number one JUCO lineman in the country last year. Four-star offensive tackle, he's off the roster now. So just a lot of moving pieces. And if they don't go out and get more than just Justin Wright from Tulsa, they're going to be hurting pretty bad. So what's two- the – what was the – was there any – were you surprised by the Trace Ford move? No, I mean, kind of, but no, not really. Talking to some people who know Trace a little better, they, I mean, three knee injuries in four years. It's, I mean, after his freshman year, you were thinking this guy could be a day one NFL guy, and he still can't. Like, he's still that talented. But um, I think that was more just a fresh start. He wants to go see something else for a season and see if he can turn it around. I don't know if this, I don't, I doubt anything will come of it. I do, I apparently there's been a little contact between OU and Ford. But that would make sense. But also his is there's been there's a there's an affinity between his family and OSU, right? I mean, I don't yeah. I think there's a a bit of a disdain with the Fords and OU. Yeah, because they, they weren't real like heavy on him coming out of high school. If I if I right. could be incorrect on no, that. No, you're right, but, you're right on that. Um I, I think Presley is gonna end up hurting pretty bad, especially if you go back and watch his high school highlights. Like, yes, it's high school football compared to what he's playing now, but if it's like OU picks him up and he goes and plays running back or TCU goes and they let him play running back, he's going to be very, very good. I would love if OU grabbed Presley. Especially if like Drake Stoops is hanging it up, you can use him in the slot and at running back next year. He'd be um, very scary for OU. An offense that knows how to get him the ball and is creative with it. But So yeah. after two years of transfer portal, what are you guys' thoughts? It's terrible. Well, one thing, though, is cool with, which we'll get into this next, but with Deion Sanders going to Colorado, it's pretty cool that you can just build a program basically overnight. I do kind of like that, but I do see the downside of it. Well, you can actually fuck other programs over, too. You, it's like, just OSU so slimy. Is, OSU is being yeah. like, just. I mean, like, we are being stripped right now of, yeah. of any natural resource um, on the football. It's tough. The portal's tough. Like, it's like the smaller schools have to recruit twice. I mean, everybody has to recruit twice, but like you have dudes jumping from Bama to Georgia. Like they're just, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, and it's, it would be, I mean, 
I'm I would not be surprised if you see an exodus of like older coaches getting out of it because these guys have got to jerk these players off like right. the entire offseason just to keep them on the roster. Like it's like you said, you're you're recruiting them to come there, then you're recruiting them while they're on your roster. There's got to be, and I, I'm okay with the no like or with the ability to you know transfer at will, but I I still think that. I think the best way to, you know, to kind of have some checks and balances there is to bring back the you got to sit out a year. In conference should be sit out a year and then if you transfer for a second time you yep, should have sit to out sit out. And the problem is that you're you're still supposed to but they just give they give out the waivers like it's candy. I mean they like you can say NIL I'm, money. I'm, I'm I'm that's another thing NIL money. I think that'll eventually dry up. I think I've said that before like these donors are going to stop. Like, say Mason Cobb's actually getting a thousand dollars from AM, some booster. Hundred thousand. How much longer is an AM booster going to pay some guy a hundred grand for one year of football and for their team leaves. to go like six and six? Yeah, exactly. Like that. That stuff's going to slow down a little. The portal should slow down in theory too, um, but eventually, like the NIL stuff will will cease. I also wouldn't be shocked if these NIL people where they should start saying, "Hey, you got to play for here for at least three years." If you want this full payment, like yeah. there's no, you can't leave. And if you do, you avoid anything like a, a just real contracts, like an NFL team almost. At some yeah. point you got to wonder if they're going to end up, I mean, these kids, they're essentially employees. At some point, do they create some sort of union and you know, where they can start doing some sort of collective bargaining with the players where you can actually put rules in place that are agreed upon between the players and, you know, the NCAA or, whoever the governing body is, you know, down the road. So I don't know. It's, it's a while. It's fun. Like it's fun to keep up with and see what's going on, but it's also would just be absolutely horrible to be a college football coach trying to manage your roster. Especially um, a dinosaur like Mike Gundy. <laughs> hey, the uh, Deion what, Sanders stuff is interesting though, Clint, by the way, it's like, yeah. you basically said like, you guys suck. My players are kind of, my yeah. players are going in to take your spots. Yeah, the yeah, son one. is the starting quarterback yeah, right. five minutes into his press conference. Didn't even bring the other son. The other son's staying at Jackson State. Is it really? I thought allegedly. it was like he just didn't make the trip as in. No, 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 right no, no. Now. Like, allegedly, he's staying at Jackson State for one more year of football. Oh, wow. He's probably not good. The <laughs> thing with the Colorado, though, is like they did they, stink. Like, they won yeah. one game. Like, they weren't good. Right. And that's kind of – I definitely agree with you guys on the transfer portal and just – every year you're trying to recruit during the year and everything, but for things like that, a terrible team, UCLA, USC leaving. Now you bring Dion in NIL transfer portal. You can, they can be number one in the PAC 12 t- next year. It's that's every... the part that's pretty interesting. And as an OU fan, a six and six year, a good transfer portal off season. And I'm yeah, looking at it right now. Every single quarterback, I believe on the roster for Colorado is in the portal. Owen McCown, quarterback, he started the majority of their games towards the end. James Mott, a quarterback in the portal, and then Brendan Lewis, quarterback in the portal. So every scholarship quarterback they had um, is no longer wanting to go to Colorado anymore, and Dion will just bring in whoever he wants to bring in. Yeah, I love the move by Colorado, though. For yeah, sure. I you don't know how, how they long said they don't have there, the money right but... now, but they'll find we'll, it. They'll have it. <laughs> yeah. Well, so the problem is actually pretty interesting. So Colorado, the way I understand it, they don't let university studies like general studies credits count. So like they couldn't like their last coach couldn't get anybody in the portal 
because none of their credit, like these kids that don't have like a specific major and they just have university studies credits, they wouldn't count. So he was very handcuffed academically with who he could go get. And they asked the president of Colorado about this. And he said, no, we're, we have no plans of changing that. Well, right before they got Dion, Dion like basically got them to change that rule so he can recruit anybody academically now. There's no restrictions. Yeah, I mean, and like you said a second ago, Colorado is horrible. So there is no what what worst case he comes in and they're still bad. Like that's mm-hmm. I mean, I don't see that happening when you, if you can, you know, the talent I think he'll bring in, I think they'll improve pretty quickly. Um, but I'm all for it. I mean, we we have not seen I mean you know, early 2000s, we might have seen, you know, some Colorado teams make the Big 12 title, but I would love to see Colorado become like a powerhouse again, like they were in the in the 90s. Um, yeah. The only thing I remember about Colorado as a kid was the the coach, I think Dan Hawkins, his son, yeah. Cody, I think, played for him. And he was terrible, but like yeah. he kept trotting him out there. Colorado's Boulder, right? University yeah. of Colorado. Yeah. yeah. Boulder. I mean, yeah. those are all awesome. kids from like California, but that's the thing. Their fans don't give a shit about football. So hopefully this. Right. Initially, I didn't love. Initially, I thought it was an odd fit. Dion going there, I thought he'd be better fit in the South. It is an odd fit, though. But it doesn't matter with Trevor. But Boulder's you can cool, make it whatever you, you want. I mean, you can Boulder make- is cool, but is it like? I don't think he'll be there that long. I think he'll be there three years max. You think he's next some, head coach? Some of SEC. State? Some they, imagine him recruiting his own school. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, get him in Florida. Get him down in the South, and he will be. They they will unstoppable. Yeah. I'm interested to see what his uh, recruiting approach is going to be. I mean, Colorado recruits California heavily. He's going to be able to play right away. Whoever he recruits is like, hey, you, you can right. start. I mean, he's yeah. going to get Travis Hunter to come with him, five-star. Um, former number two player in the country last year. Um, he's, I guess he's bringing like 10, 11 guys from Jackson State who were all D1 capable players last year coming out of high school and other schools. And he hired uh, Sean Lewis, the Kent State head coach, for the OC spot. Yeah, he like got a guy to quit his head coaching yeah. job and come work for him. And like, I, like, it's every decent offensive player from Kent State has hit the portal. So any of those guys that were really good, they'll probably be able to grab them. He had the Alabama running back, uh, Trey Sanders, and then yeah. his name backup. Yeah, he, he tweeted. Said he didn't he like, he's like, what's up, he's, like, he's like, hit me up. Man. He'll, How, he's gonna have a really good class by the end. You think they make you think they make a bowl game year one? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think I mean if Shadur like, Sanders is I think he's, he's apparently solid. actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I think it'll, make it'll be cool to watch Dion play Pac 12 teams because at Jackson State, you're like, wow, they won and what they're eleven one, but you don't really know the competition. This is legit. I don't know enough about HBCUs. How are they not qualified for the FCS? Like, what are they technically? They are FCS. That's what I don't get. But, like, how did they not make the playoffs? I don't know. I don't know how that works. I have no they, clue. They, they play a full HBCU ex- schedule and only HBCUs. Is that how that works? I think so. I think so. So maybe that's why they're excluded because they mm-hmm. don't play actual FCS schools. Yeah. It's odd. Because I, like, saw the bracket and I was like, where's Jackson State? But do you have, do either of you have any issue with, because one of, you know, Sanders, deals about being at Jackson State was he wants to, you know, elevate HBCUs and HBCU football. And now he's leaving and he's taking all of his good players with him. So I mean have an issue with that? Yeah. Like for I saying, read a I read a rumor that he was like paying for a lot of stuff out of pocket. Like he upgraded the player facility and stuff. And I mm-hmm. so I don't have an issue with that. No. The field. Because we he has more he's had more people talking about Jackson State the past four years than 
I mean, not to sound ignorant, and I might, but than I've ever heard anybody talk about Jackson State or HBCU football right. in general. Yeah. Like he, he didn't put them on the map because I, I did read that Jackson State typically always leads the HBCU schools in attendance. He just made it that much more elevated, though. Yeah, I think this no, is something where did. if he is serious about coaching, he just has to take this move. And the work he's done at Jackson State has been awesome. I know they got an entirely new turf field, which I don't know how much that costs, but facilities, all that stuff. So he's built it up and, like Rulu was saying, got the spotlight on HBCUs in Jackson State. But if he actually wants to be that big time, whether Florida State or whoever, I think you just have to go D1. And I'm sure Dion's goal the whole time or his aspiration has been to become a Division One FBS head coach. And he, didn't want, and he wasn't going to do it by going up the assistant route. He was never going to do that. So his one way to do it was find a school that would hire him as the head coach without head coaching experience and then use that as a stepping stone. And that's what he did. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he 100%. I'm sure it went, went according to how he'd hoped. So, yeah. Um, some other coaching news, though. Tulsa. Tulsa made their hire. A name that none of us mentioned last week, uh, Kevin yeah. Wilson, Ohio State offensive I didn't realize he had – OU ties. Yeah, no, he was OU's offensive coordinator for a while. Like he was Sam Brad for like the 40-point streak team. Like you know, his, his offenses were insane. And his offenses at Ohio State have been really good. He was solid during his stint as head coach at Tulsa. I think it's a good hire. I mean, it's it's different. You know, it's – I We said last week, offense excites people. Yeah. Like, they went and got an offensive guy. Maybe they score a million points. Like, that – he did – it is it is a tough job, like getting people in the stands. But it's good for the city of Tulsa, like when TU basketball and TU football are good. If OSU and OU aren't playing or maybe they played like uh, the 11 o'clock game and TU's playing that night, like people go watch those games if they're bored. Like it's it's good when the school is fielding a decent product. He's, he just retained um, the quarterback. But the backup. The, the, yeah. But he's good, though. I mean, he's played he's some mission. He's really good. What's his name? Braxton? Braxton. Starts with a B. The last name starts with a B, too. Is it Braxton? It? Broxton? Is that? That's not his real name. No. Anyway. But he's good. So um, he's losing a little bit. He said he doesn't know if he's going to call plays or not yet, I guess. Braylon should, Braxton. Braylon Braxton. He should hire, since the guy didn't get the head coaching job, he should hire the Texas receivers coach that we were talking about might get it. Maureen as the offensive, as the offensive coordinator, that's what he should go. That's who he should go get. I I, I wonder though. I would imagine Texas pays their receiver coach more than Tulsa can pay pays their, their yeah OC. yeah. Um, TU's a tough job though. I hope I hope he wins. But it's a really tough job. I mean, very small school, not a giant athletic budget. Yeah, you're the third you're high the third academics. fiddle in the state. Yeah, high academic standards. It's 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 tough school to win at, but it can be done. They've up got to update their facilities. The They've got yeah, to they, update their they just have the the Chapman Center, and I'm not saying build an indoor facility, but but also you say update the facilities. You've got to build an. I mean, everyone need, has them, but they need somebody to facilitate that. Indoor right, facility. you need the money, and they need the space too. I don't even know where they could build yeah. that. They got they can tear down uh, that Burger King and um, yeah, go across the street. The Buccaneer Bar or whatever that's across the street it claims to be Tulsa's oldest bar. They just buy those out. Yeah, the Mazios right there. Um, other coaching news: Scott Satterfield. That, that kind of I was surprised by this. I, Cincinnati apparently had been in the dark, or they had kept pretty well under wraps what their coaching serve, church was looking at, and then out of the blue, they announced they got Satterfield from Louisville, which Louisville fans do not seem upset about. Um, he'd been flirting with other jobs the last couple of years, so kind of a weird hire though for Cincinnati. Well, um, yeah, and then so Brom. 
from Purdue is thinking is allegedly no, thinking no, about it's, taking it's the exa- it's oh, it's done. It's oh, it's done. It's done now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's shows you how up to date I am on that. That's that feels like a weird fit to me though. He went there though. He went to school. Oh, there. he did. I yeah. did not know. Well, that. Th- they wanted him badly the last time around when they hired Satterfield, but he'd only been at Purdue for a year, so he so they couldn't didn't take it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. So he. Yeah. Is what's the is Louisville a better job than Purdue? Yeah. They have a Heisman winner. They do. My thought is it's I, – I, I tend to agree for a couple of reasons. One, they're in the ACC compared to the Big Ten, much easier. To, it's an easier job to win at. Probably better – and definitely better recruiting grounds. 100%. I mean, yeah. Because you they, they can recruit like Florida. I wonder Whereas what Purdue, uh, Purdue doesn't I wonder do. what Purdue will do. Yeah, Someone, that's not a very – that's not a very – they should just go hire Drew Brees. Yeah, what about Jim Leonard? Did you see Leonard's uh, yeah, not staying on at Wisconsin? Yeah, I wonder if that was him, kind of like a middle finger to admin, or if that was Luke Fickle saying, hey, I'm bringing in my own guy. There's I'd no, assume the latter. I think, I'd I, assume it's Fickle saying, hey, I got my own guy. I don't think so. No, I, I, I might be wrong, but I, I mean, Fickle obviously knows what he's doing defensively as well, but Leonard's probably top I mean, would you want to stick around somewhere you didn't get the job? No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I think that it was a middle finger from him yeah, to admin. Yeah, yeah, he wanted to be the head coach. Um, and I think if they wouldn't have gotten Fickle, I would assume he would have. They would have kept him on. So Fickle coach. is coaching the bowl game against Oklahoma State. Really? Mm-hmm. Allegedly, he's gonna he's gonna suit up. But uh, they also have like no quarterback for that game too. It, there could be 12 points scored in the OSU Wisconsin game. And when in SMU, a baseball field, when SMU hired Dykes, uh, he coached. The bowl game at once Chad Morris had left for Arkansas, and it was a shit show. I mean, it was like it was he was the head coach, and you had like GAs calling plays for the offense and defense. It was just well, I hope that's the case then for Wisconsin. So yeah. Um. Uh. Any other? Yeah. No, those were kind of the, those were the, the. I think last week we covered all the other big big coaching moves. I keep on waiting to hear that Casey Dunn has been fired and Kale Gundy's been hired. So we'll I keep see. I. I mean, I'm everybody I'm keeps stuff. saying today's the day that Dunn gets fired. Well, it's been about five days now since I started hearing that rumor and he hasn't been fired. The so. thing about you wonder, you know, it would be it was, if, if, you know, Kale were his replacement, Kale might just say, Mike, just get to the bowl game or get no get past signing day. And then I'll come in. Yeah. Yeah, that makes I, I do think that I think signing day plays a role in the yeah, for firing sure. the staff. And it's the guys that have been recruiting these players. And if they leave. Yeah. Then Gundy's um, left with even less. They have eleven commitments. Yeah. Kale would be so good though, because Kale they, would be able to tell Mike to shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm gonna call what I want to call. I would love I know, to know Kale, that. Has Kale ever called plays? No, probably not. Right. Uh-uh. So that could be concerning. There's a, maybe there's a reason why you never promoted. He did last. Well, he, well, he plays. the only time he's the only game I'm aware of that he's ever called plays was the, the uh, Alamo Bowl last year after Lincoln had left. They scored a lot, but he also had Caleb Williams. Oh no, Kale Gundy will be a good if 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 he's an offensive coordinator. I'm, I have no doubt that he'll be good. I mean, Kale Gundy's yeah. a damn good football coach. Yep. I wonder what the dynamic would be like between the two of them coaching together. I mean, Mike is older. Yeah, no, I would. That's what... Kale is more. Kale's won more now, not from the the driver's seat, but Kale's won a lot of football games, and he's been a part of a, the most. The, what the second most successful football program in the history of the sport when wins wise second or third yeah so I, I, I would i would assume mike would take advice from kale i don't think he'd be too prideful to take advice from his younger brother it seems and this is just an as an outside observer it seems 
just based on what I see on social media and stuff that they're, they seem to like do stuff more together. Um, yeah. The, he's like, been it, the way Mike made it sound. is like, they talk way more now because it seemed like, you know, 10 years ago or so, I kind of got the vibe. They just didn't like each other very much. Yeah. I always wondered why they weren't so close. And then like, as a little kid and stuff, I was like, why wouldn't he just come coach with his brother? Doesn't that make the most sense? And then so I realized Kale that- is like, Oh, you die hard too. So I wonder if Kale could even get over that. How bad Did you know Mike was committed to OU? Yeah, and he, he said he went and he, they were running the triple option or the wishbone, whatever he used to run. He's like, I'm not playing here. Yeah. And, yeah. and he switched. Um, yeah, so um, really quick, I don't know if you you know have any other thoughts on coaching carousel or transfer portal, but we want to make a, you want to make a pick on Army-Navy? Yeah, I'm picking Navy. Anchors away. I'm taking Navy, uh, and I think I might bet on Navy as well. So. Yeah, I'll probably bet on Navy. You want to sing second, Clint. That's the winner. The winner sings second. Where is the game at this year, New Jersey? or I think it's back in Philadelphia, I think. Philly again. Because last year they played it in New Jersey, right? Said it once. We said it before. The I really want to go to this game. So I would love to go to that game. If I, if I move to where I'm supposed to move next, and it's in my neighborhood, I'm going to have to go. Yep, it's in Philly. Lincoln Financial. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. That would be an awesome game to go to. All right, guys. Well, I don't know if, if we got anything else, so we'll wrap this thing up. But uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot to talk about. We'll keep churning episodes out with bowl season here. Uh, looking forward to the Heisman uh, ceremony this weekend. Um, as always, follow us on social media at Fifth Year Podcast on all platforms. Like, rate, subscribe on Apple, Spotify. Uh, when we do interviews, we'll put those up on YouTube. So, yeah, check us out. And, uh, Yeah, let's uh, have a good bowl season.